What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenninos. Junior. And Matt Souza. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick of you. Not being here. I'm right here, You're man. Being sick. I'm right here. It just started and it sucks. Yeah, guys. I'll be honest. We were, uh, we were. Susan couldn't make the podcast last uh, for the for the re- the preview for last week. We didn't even have a. Did we have? But, no. This oh week, yeah, we had the preview. I was gonna be a joke. I was gonna say. So me and Glenn decided not uh, to fucking record. Yeah. You're gonna we were like, you know what? Eighteen wheeler. We're taking a stand. Yeah. Honestly, that's a. Our stellar stellar fans blame Susan for no uh, preview episode of week seven. That's not what we talked about before this. Susan's sick. I'm eating dinner. It's a clusterfuck right now. Yeah, and it, we're it's here. uh, we're on to week eight, but we gotta recap what happened last week in week seven. Yeah, baby. So there's a lot of things going on. Oh yeah, and by a lot of things, I mean a lot of shitty things. Care to explain? And by a lot of shitty things, I'm gonna start on Thursday night football. Okay. And these shitty things were the eleven players. On both offense and defense. Oh, my God. For the Arizona Cardinals. For the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my God. The Arizona Cardinals at home against the Broncos get fucking mollywopped. 45 to 10. Yeah, you know what? um, Did you see this coming? Uh, maybe not to this extent, but I mean, to be honest, I'm not really, I'm not really surprised when any team beats the fucking snot out of the Cardinals. Because the Cardinals suck. So, but David Johnson owners rejoice. Mike McCoy was fired. It's not gonna change. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's not gonna change. Bruce Arians said that dude who's the new offensive coordinator knows knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well, so, I'll have to see it to believe it. It can't get any worse, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it could get worse. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they can just bench him for the rest of the season. Yeah. That would be worse. Shut him down. <laughs> be like, yeah, that's not worth it. Save him for next year. Yeah. So, what did you think about the Broncos? I think that Keenum played uh, a lot better. Yeah. Um, but. You know, still not that good. He's uh, he's middle of the pack. From a fantasy I mean, standpoint. Sanders is the one who threw one of the touchdowns. Yeah, don't you love that? I was gonna um, say Broncos D scored two touchdowns. They don't even need Case Keenum. They got fucking Emmanuel Sanders, dude. Yeah, so three Dropping of their touchdowns times. did not have anything to do with Case Keenum. Let me just interrupt you quick because this is the second week. Now we've had seven weeks of fantasy football. Yeah. This is the second week where a wide receiver has thrown a touchdown pass against me. Oh, Tell yeah. him Glenn. First, it was Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. a couple weeks ago. And then this week, on Thursday night, Emmanuel Sanders not only throws for a touchdown, but catches a touchdown along with six balls and 102 yards. It's yeah, it's weird, but you got through the week, right? I did. You got that dub. You're yeah. lucky. Case Keenum didn't, didn't do jack, actually. 161 yards, an interception, one touchdown. Uh, he, he relied on the defense and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, guys, I'm opening a protein bar. I'm sorry. But that's how bad the Cardinals are, so win goes to the Broncos. Yeah, let's talk about the Broncos. Uh, a little bit of thunder and lightning that we have going on here. It's mostly just lightning, not a lot of thunder. I mean, oh, Royce yeah. Freeman does get into the end zone on a one-yard run, um, but he only has, he has 37 yards on 13 rushes. Meanwhile, Philip Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Goes 14 for 90 in a TD. Yeah, one of his best days against me. He uh, he got that nice, I think it was like a 30-yard touchdown or something. Yeah, it was a good run. Uh, Philip Lindsay, honestly, for me, he's the guy you want to own in this Denver backfield. Yeah, Royce Freeman actually got a little injury. 
So um, it's this leading. It's looking good for Roy. Uh, Jesus, Philip Lindsay. Uh, not so good for Royce Freeman. No. Hell yeah. Emmanuel Sanders um, still been the best wide receiver on this team. Demarius Thomas catches five for forty-two. But Trash. He's, he's. I'm sorry. Trash. You hear me? I said trash with a capital T. But he's not soft. There was so a, soft. There was one play with a love Mason when we were watching. It was a screen to Demarius Thomas, and when he went to get like the two yards for the first down, he just got stuffed by like two Good. guys. Didn't oh. move him at all. Oh, okay. That's so what you deserve. Are you saying you would have ran through two guys to get <laughs> nope. the first down? I'll just say all right. All right, let's I move got on. that low center of gravity. On. No, fuck you. You didn't do <laughs> shit. Josh Rosen. Uh, it's bad. Uh, yeah, it's bad. 194 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Two fumbles. Two fumbles, too? It's bad. Dude. Oh, you can see that? I didn't see that. My bad. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson, 14 rushes, 39 yards, doesn't find the end zone. Trash. What? Whoa. He does what uh, he can, man. What I'm saying this is trash performance. It's pissing me off. Yeah, 14 for 39. Yeah, it's pissing not, a lot of people off, Mason. This is the guy you picked, you know, number three in your draft, and he's not doing shit for you. So that's why I'm, like I said at the beginning, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, Mike that, McCoy's fired. I so think there's brighter days ahead. Hopefully. Is there brighter days ahead for Larry Fitzgerald? No, still got to go through Rosen. Um, Four receptions, 40 yards, and he does find a touchdown. You could drop him. After his first touchdown? You uh, could drop. Since the, the, has he scored a touchdown this year? Uh, I don't know. I want to say week one, maybe he scored a touchdown. Let's say he did. Yeah, you know, touchdown this game. No, no, I'm saying his. <laughs> well, maybe if you fucking stop chomping on a protein bar. I'm sorry, listen, I'm man. hungry. All right, I didn't eat dinner. I haven't eaten since nine o'clock this morning. I haven't eaten since our last podcast. Wow. I'm sorry. It's all right. This is what happens. You want the rest of this protein bar then? Nope. <laughs> Anyways, Broncos over Cardinals. Uh, that was Thursday night's shithole game. Mason, there you go. You have it. You know, your, your shithole Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> see, now we're going to take a shot whenever Sousa blows his nose. Let's see if they heard that. They definitely heard that. That's pretty far. Oh, yeah. doesn't matter. Dude, if we can have... We can, we, if we can hear your parents having sex upstairs, oh they can definitely hear that. Oh, my God, dude. That was one time, bro. We're on to Sunday. Sunday. Sunday scaries. What? Sunday, <laughs> we got up pretty bright and early. Oh, yeah. To watch a London game. Ooh, baby. I had to wake up even more bright and early to swap out Melvin Gordon for Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah. How about that, huh? Poor dude. It's annoying. Austin Eckler was not Melvin Gordon. No. No touchdowns. I saw today, though, my coaching staff said it was purely a precautionary measure. Yeah, they're on bye this week, so they're probably going to massage him all day, every day. Yeah. One of those happy ending massages. Yeah. A little uh, bit of a holding your breath for Melvin Gordon. Uh, Hamstring injuries aren't good, but if they say it's precautionary, it must be precautionary. Right, Mason? Mm. If they say it's gospel. Uh, Hopefully. I mean, (laughs) NFL teams never lie about injuries. No No way. Uh, this is a second good week from uh, Tyrell Williams. What are we doing with him? Picking him up, starting him, benching him? No. I'll pick him up. I'll Trying pick him up. See if it, I, The thing is, this wide receiver core for the Chargers is so inconsistent. Um, I mean, they're not bad. It's just they're inconsistent because Phil Rivers spreads out the ball so much. Yeah. One week it's Keenan Allen. Another week it's Austin Eckler. 
Another week it's Tyrell Williams. Another week it's Mike Williams. And uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. The only wide receiver who has been you know somewhat steady throughout the year has been Keenan Allen. Even though he, his production isn't where you want it to be, but he's been steady. He hasn't sucked. Yeah, steady wide receiver too, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, not where you drafted him, Mason. <laughs> no, damn. Uh, I'll be <laughs> honest. It's uh, <clears throat> it's been very frustrating, especially this week too, because I thought, you know, when I got the news that on my phone that Melvin Gordon was going to be out, you know, obviously, as we've seen these past seven weeks or before this week, I guess the past six weeks. Uh, they run the offense through Melvin Gordon. You mm. know what I mean? Like, Melvin Gordon's the one. If he's not running the ball, he is catching the ball out of the backfield. Like, almost every play goes to Melvin Gordon. I don't know what the percentages are, but it's a lot. It's probably 99. 99. I, you know what? Honestly, I would not be surprised. Um, so I thought, you know, this this would be Keenan Allen. This would be a good chance for Keenan Allen to, yeah. to you know, uh, kind of seize the opportunity and really assert himself as that number one dominant wide receiver that we saw him be in the second half of last year. Unfortunately, not the case. Now, whether or not that had to do with the fact that they played Tennessee. In London, Tennessee. And in London. So, you know, anything can happen there as well as we've seen in the past. Um, but they are, like I said, they, they play Tennessee, who has a good defense. They have a, good, uh, a very good secondary. I mean, right. they have Logan Ryan and Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Butler, who are decent corners. I mean, Malcolm Butler's having a bad year statistically, but... Um, the, whole, the defense as a whole is Yeah, their well. defense is, is good at, um, uh, as a whole. Mike Vrabel's going to play in good football. Unfortunately, they can't squeak out the win. They were close. Um, they were close. Two Mike Vrabel conversion. decides to go yeah. for two. I don't know. What the fuck? After time the game. It's a thing where it's like... I mean, I get it. You get to like be aggressive. You're on the road. The Titans were firing back. Like, if this game went into overtime, they probably wouldn't want it, but maybe not. But that's what I'm Mike saying. Mike Vrabel wants to take a chance, go for two, win it right then and there in London. I mean, I mean, if it the, works, we're calling Mike Vrabel a genius. Yeah, but I mean, all the power to you. But I mean, at the same time, if you don't, then you get completely ostracized by yeah. everybody in your fan base and all oh, the yeah. media. So, or even even around the league. I mean, yep. I'm sure there are a ton of people who are like, "What the fuck?" Especially, is he especially <laughs> against a good team like the Chargers, you know, uh, where a victory would have been huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I said it could have been. It might have been the best option. I mean, the char- I don't know if they would have stopped them in the the Chargers in overtime, especially with See, two uh, opening. Drive touchdowns from Philip Rivers to Tyrell Williams and Here, Mike Williams. Here's One the play. thing: but the Titans I just have, have they had all the momentum. I have a question about: Do you guys know how um, Ryan Suckup did in that game? Because I know he missed a field goal. Um, I don't know. Maybe if it was like kind of you know uh, like Mason Crosby had that game a few weeks. Ryan Suckup kicked two field goals. Okay, a 27 yarder and a 33 yarder. I'm pretty sure he had missed one as well. Or he missed an extra point, maybe. He had an extra point. I thought that he missed a kick. I could yeah, be wrong. That's it. He might have missed a kick. He did miss a kick, I think, early in the game. So, you but know. If you're comparing him to Mason Cross. No, 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 no. I'm saying I was unsure if whether or not it was like a situation with, like, you know, you, you know, a day when you're like Mason Cross, no. two weeks ago where your kicker just doesn't have it. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We should go for two no. because we don't trust this guy. I think it was just a ballsy call <laughs> by Mike Vrabel and it didn't pan out. Okay. So the Chargers win. All right. So, uh,. Obviously, with no preview show last week, we didn't pick these games. And with no preview show, we didn't tell you that Mason was going up against Deion Lewis, who had his best game of the year so yeah, far. Yeah, uh, which I overcame, thankfully. But I'll tell you what. I was at work on Sunday morning, and I opened my phone, and it's halftime, and Deion Lewis has 14 and a half points. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? What's happening? 
Yeah. Well, so. Deion Lewis catches six balls for 64 yards. Rushes the ball 13 times for 91 yards. Um, Derrick Henry also finds the end zone. Is this kind of like a turning around for this Titans offense as far as the running backs go? I don't think so. I don't trust it. I mean, I would have to look. You would have to. We would have to look into deeper statistics about how. Uh, <laughs> Susan, we can still hear you over there. <laughs> you would have to look into deeper statistics about how how uh, San Diego was against the run and their uh, cover like passing uh, covering pass catching backs as well. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Let's talk about Marcus Mariota for a second. He goes 24-32 with only eight completions. There was like, I want to say... You mean eight incompletions? Eight incompletions, yeah. Right. There, there was like three or four drops in the last two or three drives that the Titans had at the end of the game, which were horrible because it could have set up uh, bigger drives for the Titans. Um, those are 237 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Do you feel... Str- Comfortable streaming Marcus Mariota if by no. week quarterbacks happen. Absolutely not. No. Still, I still don't feel comfortable streaming him. I mean, Also been, rushes seven times for 38 yards. Yeah, but I mean, he's been so wildly inconsistent this season. And for the most part, it's been, you know, like, rather than hills and valleys, it's mostly valleys and very few hills. I don't trust him at all, personally. I don't know how you feel, <coughs> Souza, but... No, he, I mean, you said... The rushing game was there for him, and like when Cam Newton gets thirty to forty yards, he usually makes for a pretty good game. Uh, Mariota only got fifteen points, which is like the bare minimum of what we really want from a streamer. So, with with the run game there for Mariota, and he only gets fifteen points, uh, it's that's not good. No, I don't like him. Tajay Sharp, leading receiver, seven receptions, one hundred and one yards. Any faith in him? Uh, I think it's a flash in the pan. Mm. Flash in the pan, huh? Yep. Mm. I'd agree with that. I like we've we've talked about this. I feel like consistently, pretty consistently, since we started the podcast. I we all feel the same way. We don't trust Tennessee's offense. I nope. mean, yeah, running, running backs made me feel a little better, especially <clears throat> Derrick Henry getting the end zone. Um, Deion Lewis also having a pretty good game. So we're gonna have to see. But yeah, charges over the Titans. Um, next game here is ooh, this was a pretty good game. As the New England Patriots went down to Soldier Field in a pretty cool day in Soldier Field and defeated the Chicago Bears 38-31 with a last-second Hail Mary coming up a pubes length short of the end zone. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was kind of – I was uh, I was surprised that they had uh, – <laughs> that they even caught the ball. But um, I, the, the way I feel about it is that I think that the Patriots – Still would have well, I think I think whoever got the the next possession in, over, in the first possession in overtime probably would have won that game because mm. as good as Chicago's defense is, you still got to make the extra point. That's true. We'll talk about that after. Oh, true. A little foreshadowing. But ooh, uh, ooh. but as as you know, as good as Chicago's defense is, they couldn't stop a nosebleed, and we already know the Patriots' defensive struggles. So I feel like whoever won that game would would have probably won on the first the first possession. But uh, but we don't have to worry about that because they didn't get the touchdown. So. No. So, yeah, thanks. Um, Patriots, from a fantasy standpoint, no Rob Gronkowski this week. No. Um, I guess a back injury on the weekend. He didn't make the trip to Chicago. Surgically repaired back. Are we worried about Robert Gronkowski? Um, I was worried about him before this week. But, I mean, if he plays, which I'm sure he will, he's not going to 
they say is uh, next week on well, Monday night. It's playing Monday. Uh, he said his availability is not certain yet, but it sucks because he's on Monday. So if you have to make a decision, you might have to go with someone else without really knowing if Gronk's going to play. Not Dwayne Allen. Not, oh, my God. Not no, Dwayne absolutely Allen. not. Dwayne who? They use him specifically for blocking purposes. I, I am thoroughly convinced that is the only reason why he's still on the team. Yeah, because probably. he's a good blocker. That's it. Yeah, probably. So in Gronk's absence... All right, here's the, here's the blow your nose test. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in Gronk's absence, Kush Gordon goes four for 100 yards, made a couple spectacular catches. Um, Chris Hogan, six receptions, 63 yards. James White is finding the end zone again. Eight receptions, 57 yards, two TDs. That also could be in a part of Sony Michelle uh, leaving this game. Rip in peace. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> this was a very promising game for James White. Not because so much that Sony Michelle got hurt, but you also saw him late in the game running well through the tackles, not just casting, catching passes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which um, is the weakest part of his game. So I mean, if he could, if he could do that, you know, even semi consistently, I think that defenses will have a really. I mean, pe- defenses already have a difficult time. Uh, Covering him, I mean, I think we can look at it and say, like, firmly, he's one of the ba- the best pass-catching backs in the league. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, if, if, he, could, if he could string uh, running through the tackles well, I think that he can be, a, like, he could be a really valuable weapon in the, in the Patriots' offense, even more so than he already is. Yeah. James White, big boost for him um, if Sony can't play. Doesn't look too serious for Sony, but he could miss Monday still. Kenyon Barner worth a wa- uh, waiver wire pickup in the weeks that Sony Michelle is unavailable. I don't know. Um, he did get ten carries. So I'd, makes, say, I'd, I'd say. Makes you uh, think. I'd say be. so. Because I mean, the way Sony Michelle was running the ball, he was you know borderline RB one for his weeks. But even Kenyon Barner, when he was running the ball, he didn't look bad. No, I mean he was I mean, running he the ball 10 re- the, relatively low. Ten, ten times for only thirty six yards. But I mean, um, if he's going to get volume, like I said, I don't. Well, you said with James White being on the field running the football, I don't think they're going to increase his workload. I think it'll still be the same and have Barner in there. Kind of yeah, because yeah, the Michelle tough thing with James White, too, is they've never really had him as a workhorse. They've always had, like, LeGarrette Blunt, or they had a few years ago, which was awful, they had Steven Jackson. Um, <laughs> you know, they always have, like, that big hulking back ahead of him. Because, um, like I said, he's not, he's not a good runner between the tackles, but... Um, I think maybe for like a game or two, if Sonny Michelle only misses a game or two, I think you could definitely see like an uptick in in uh, in how how much he's used running between the tackles. Yeah, Julian Edelman catches a touchdown on five receptions for thirty six yards. Just want to note that Julian Edelman is back in fantasy lineups, and uh, he's going to be the wide receiver too that I think you expect him to be, especially with the absence of Gronk. Um, on the Chicago side of the ball, Mitch Trubisky. Throws the ball 50 times, only completes 26 passes, goes 333 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. However, on the on, on the run is what he got done. Six rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. That's good. That's I'm good. starting to believe in Mitch Trubisky as a not only a streamable option for bye weeks. He could be a consistent starter, honestly. Yeah. I mean, j- just from how... They're letting him throw the ball, and especially in games like this against the Patriots, 
he's going to face some other offenses that can score. Um, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen didn't do much on the ground this game. Like I said, it's going to be mostly Trubisky. You so, also do have to remember, too, the Patriots' defense is awful. That's true. So, but, I mean, Trubisky's had also great <laughs> games against other bad defenses. That's what I'm saying. Like, like he's, he's yeah. So I think he's matchup. I, I, yeah, I think I'd play the match. You can definitely, I'd say he's definitely worked himself into you can play a matchup. Yeah. Like easily if like if you if you have a bye week. Like say or, if you have like. Or if you have to decide between like Mitch Trubisky going against like yeah I don't know like a shit defense and like someone else, uh, give me a quarterback. Um, saying Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay, dude. Say Aaron Rodgers going against the Vikings or Mitch Trubisky going against the 49ers. Uh, I think I'd probably start Rodgers still, but I think that's that's uh, that debate is a lot closer than it was at the beginning of the season. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I, like you said, I think it's going to take a high-powered offense to go up against the Bears for Mitch to, go, to uh, keep scoring, like the Chiefs or the Patriots. That's true. 49ers, a bad defense might not be enough. Has to be a good offense, too. That's true. Uh, Trey Burton, nine receptions, 126 Whoa. yards, and a TD. Um, He's good. Very good. Very good tight end to have if you own him. Um, hasn't disappointed you yet this year. You know, he's he's been... Yeah. No, but I mean, like, you know, as far as tight ends goes, what is, what is his rank? He's got to be top ten. You want to play this right now? Maybe top five, I'll say. I'm going to say Trey Burton... Is the number four tight end, Mason? What do you think? Hmm. I know number one is Zach Ertz. Okay. Uh, by a long shot. Well, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out who would be above him. That's not the question. Uh, you think I'm it's too hard? Say it's cheating. Number five. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually only had one bad game, which is Week One. Yeah. That he's, he's had a touchdown in every other game. We'll get to this later, but you know what? I, I read one a, other. I read a stat today that Zach Ertz, if he was a wide receiver, would be the number twelve wide receiver. Yeah. That's yeah, how good of a year he's which had. Is that's, wide that's, receiver one numbers. That's, that's how Gronk used to be. Yep. Um, Tariq Cohen, eight receptions, sixty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Man, Howard, what's up, man? man keeps doing it, man. I'm just gonna say it. Tariq Cohen. Is the back I'd rather have than Jordan Howard. I don't think that's a bold claim by any means. Yeah, it's rough for Howard owners, but... It's the truth. Truth hurts. Truth hurts, motherfuckers. Graham Barrett, baby. Yeah, Uh, Patriots over the Bears. Let's move on. Next up is the Bills traveling to play the Colts in Indianapolis. And, uh... Another Bills game. To quote somebody famous, Bills, they are... Who we thought they were. A oh. shitbag team. Yeah. Once, once, once Shady McCoy. I don't know. I think it was someone in the NFL, actually. Once Shady Yeah, it's uh, I forgot his name. He used to be the coach of the Cardinals. When they lost on Monday night to the Bears, he said that after the Bears had a miraculous comeback. All defensive touchdowns. Oh, okay. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Once Shady McCoy left this game with an injury. I believe it was a concussion? He yeah. knocked out? Concussion, so, Yeah. yeah. I mean, all bets were off for the Colts. When you got somebody like Andrew Luck, who is um, on pace to break a record for pass attempts against the Bills' defense at home, I mean, Luck didn't even do much wow. in the passing game. He throws 17-23, 156 yards, you say, but four touchdowns? How? 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 I mean, four of his 17 incompletions were touchdowns. That's over 
25%. Also, Dennis Green is the coach. Yes. A little under. If uh, anybody was, was yelling at their in their car. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's over 20%. That's what I meant to say. I can't do math. But, uh, so, I mean, once again, not much to talk about on the side of the Bills. Uh, Chris Ivory ran the ball pretty well. He finished the game. I wasn't done with the Colts. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Bills first. My bad. I'm sorry. I, no, was, I, said, I was looking up Dennis. Once Green. I said I Shane McCoy was doing nothing, that's it. Nothing. Oh, all right. That's it. Okay. There's nothing to talk about with oh, the Bills. No, Chris Ivory had a decent game. He had three receptions, 25 yards, and he had 16 rushes for 81. He had an okay game. Nothing to talk about. You feel comfortable starting Chris Ivory? Oh, yes. absolutely not. I'm just saying. I'm just acknowledging. I, no, I do. I'm just no. Real recognize real. If, if you feel look, comfortable starting Chris Ivory, I never it? said that. That's not the argument I'm making. No, Susie just said he does. What? Shut up for a second. <laughs> Susie just said he does. If McCoy is not playing, which could happen, I would have no problem starting Chris Ivory. I'd have a big problem. With Pretty it. sure Chris Ivory got hurt anyway. He's not doing, you know. Pretty well when uh, when he needs to step up to the plate. I mean, a big against the Vikings when he had 20 carries and he had uh, three receptions. Oh, you mean the trap game? Yeah, he got 14 points. It's know. a trap game. He, he gets to work. He had 14 carries another week, 16. Um, obviously, you probably have better options because he's Chris Ivory and you drafted him late or picked him up. Yep. But if you have bye weeks, like a Lynch, if you got If hurt, your only options are to start Chris Ivory instead of somebody else you have on your bench as a flex... Then come on, what are we doing here? Why are you playing fantasy football? I believe in Chris Ivory. Well, you believe that the Giants would win the NFC East. So, I believe that Chris Ivory will be comparable to McCoy so far. Mm. If he has to start, mm, too much time on the Bills. Yes. Back to the Colts. <laughs> Marlon Mack, return of the man. Oh my God. Oh my. <clears throat> 19 rushes, 126 yards, 1 TD. 2 receptions, 33 yards, 1 TD. That is a total of 2 TDs, which is a pair of voluptuous, large, oh. huge, areolic oh my. TDs. we gotta, we got to look up some more adjectives because I think we're, we're running out of... T.Y. Hilton, welcome back. 4 receptions, only 25 yards, but he gets yeah. a pair. Of TDs. Of TDs. Um, the yardage will be there. Yeah. Like I said, in the game where the, the Colts Bills. controlled most of it, and you had Marlon Mack running for 126 yards, Andrew Luck didn't need to pass that much. Yeah. I mean. But he still had four TDs. Yeah. So that's that. I believe in Andrew Luck. I believe in T.Y. Hilton. I believe in Marlon Mack. Me too. I would say so too. I think, um, this is the year. you know, Frank Reich has uh, said – Throughout the year, that he's the number one running back, and I mean, you know, they kind of had a little bit of a running back by committee at the beginning of the year, but uh, I think he's firmly cemented himself since he's come back as uh, as number one back. Yep. Bills roll over the Colts. I'm sorry. Huh. Colts roll over the Bills, thirty-seven to five. Not a surprise. Later. Next game, Lions travel to Miami. Lions, Susan play the Dolphins. Same record as the Cowboys. Watch out! Wow, that's sure. crazy. Too bad the Cowboys beat them. Sure. That's, okay. that's not that's not what we're talking about if here. If they tie, the Cowboys win because they beat them head-to-head. We're talking so about I best the, record. I win the bet. We didn't apply that. You should have known. That's no. in the fine print. There was no print. Better uh, record. It was. I'm just saying, if it comes down to a tie and the Lions and Cowboys have the best record. It's a push. The Cowboys are a better team because they beat them head-to-head. 
No. No? Just, we're just going on best record. You never, there, was never that caveat. there was no tiebreaker. I'm pretty sure we said that. I'm going to have to go back on the episodes. Oh, I, I, I didn't even know if we said it on an episode. I don't think we said it. We definitely said it. Well, if not, it's a push. All you fans out there, just let Susan know that I'm right. Lions, 32-21 to 21 over the Dolphins. Brocktober. Brocktober. Um, yeah, it's put on pause. Detroit. No, they don't have the same record as the Cowboys, right? Because Detroit had a bye. Hold on. What, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? You said, who are we talking about right now? I just said, uh-huh. Brocktober's put on pause. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Okay. Oh, shit. So you don't want to talk about Brocktober going no. 22 of 31, 239 yards, and two touchdowns, no picks? No picks. And an L? An L? And one attempt of rushing for two yards? Fantasy, no. we don't care about L's. No. <laughs> no. He sucks. He's bad. Are you going to start Brock Osweiler then, Sousa? Probably, probably don't need to. Oh, you sure? Depends if he's playing in the matchup. but No, not starting. <laughs> no, I'm not either. But you can't argue. 17 points. But just when, you thought, just when you thought that Frank Gore was going to be that man in the backfield, Kenyon Drake has a game where he rushes six times for 72 yards and a touchdown. I feel... I'm. Kenyon Drake is kind of like, kind of like Jay Jai that first year, where no, like that's an insult to Jay. No, no, listen, where you'd have Jay Jai wouldn't like do anything for a game, and then he'd fucking rip one off Jay Jai sixty yards and get a touchdown. Jay Jai had back to back thirty point games. All right, you talking about when he's on the Eagles, Mason? Yeah, my bad. Not not when his first year. I was thinking of Miami. My bad. I agree with with the Eagles one. So annoying, dude. I don't like Kenyon Drake. He's either. not good, but he keeps doing that bullshit where he just rips off. He a has big six play. rushes. The only the only way I rely on Drake is in the receiving game. He catches four balls for fifteen yards. He has six rushes though, for seventy two yards and a touchdown, which means he broke off a big run. That's what I'm saying. For a touchdown. That's but, why it pisses but, me off. But I'm saying like I, I like I don't trust him. I no, don't, I don't trust either. him. The only thing I do trust him is in PPR. Because he, he is a vital part of the pass-catching offense of this Miami Dolphins team, especially with Brock Osweiler quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of roulette going on with this team. I mean, Frank Gore doubles his rushes. Uh, I'm sorry, doubles the rushes of Kenyon Drake. No, he doesn't. I can't do math. Almost. He has more, four more rushes than Kenyon Drake, but he doesn't produce with him only getting 29 yards. I don't know. I, I don't know. You'd have to see more. You, you were seeing some good stuff from Frank Gore the past couple of weeks, and then maybe when somebody wanted to take a fly on him, put him in a flex spot, he let you down, which sucks. Because Frank Gore, I believe, is the better running back than Kenyon Drake. But Glenn, would you rather start Gore or Ivory? Oh, Frank Gore. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I hate if Ivory starts. I hate Bull. If Ivory starts, Chris Ivory. Okay, well, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, like, say if you remove Kenyon Drake from the, the picture, like if you move Deshaun McCoy. Yeah, I'd Ever. still play Ivory over Gore if they, uh, if they were the lead backs. It all depends who you have more confidence in offense, defense, uh, Miami or Buffalo, yeah. which is two abysmal offenses. Yeah. Danny Amendola catches a touchdown. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, <laughs> did, did you really want to put Danny Amendola in your fantasy lineup? You, no. Is he even owned on a fantasy team? By us, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's not. Yeah, I mean, he was. Come on. No, let's let's relax. 
it's going to have to be a couple of weeks in a row for Danny Amendola to be recognized in fantasy football. Lions over the Dolphins. Back to Detroit for one second. Um, carry on Johnson, 19 yards, 158 yards. He's the back to have in Detroit. Fuck. Let's go. Hashtag fuck blunt. Not a hashtag fuck. Well, yeah, he vultures a touchdown. Also, also has 10 rushes, 50 yards. Stinks. 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 Smells. Carry on Johnson. If there was one, I think think about this, right? The Lions hadn't had a 100 yard rusher for like three or four seasons. Yeah. Five seasons. 2013. Reggie Bush. I love Carry on Johnson has ran for over 100 yards twice a season. It's good. And he's letting up about 33% of his carries to LeGarrette Blount. Imagine if he had a full workload yeah. out of the backfield. Theo Riddick's hurt. Amir Abdullah plays, only rushes one time. Amir uh, Abdullah catches one is ball. irrelevant. Forgot about no, but him. I'm saying like, like with Theo Riddick out, that's why Abdullah plays. Um, tight end Roberts, three receptions, <laughs> 48 yards, two touchdowns. Are we looking into this? No. No. Kenny Gadala Day. Uh, Did, like, not a what? lot of... What? What did you say? Kenny Gadala No, you didn't. He you said a little bit. You said... <laughs> Kenny Gadala Day? No, I said Kenny Dollagay. <laughs> Kenny Dollagay. <laughs> Either way, the passing game wasn't really there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, even with 32 points scored, you think, you know. Nope. Just, uh, just carry on. My wayward son. Lions over the Dolphins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Traveled to New York to play the Jets. Wow. I'm going to let you guys talk about this one because at the end I'm going to give you my take okay. on this game. So what do you want to talk about first, Mason? I already know what Glenn's take is going to be about how. Nope. Don't spoil it. All right, fine. So I won't, I won't say it. You'll start with uh, the Jets. Yeah, let's start with the Jets because uh, they don't really have much going for them. On the day. Well, actually, wow, yeah. I guess the final score doesn't really dictate this game because the Vikings were only up, were only up I think, 27-17 to 17 with about, uh, I don't know, like eight minutes left in the game. So it was still, it was still relatively close. It was a two-score game. Yeah, Vikings scored tw- uh, 17 in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't like the, the score. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was 2010 going in the fourth, I'm pretty sure. So... It wasn't like yeah. the game was out of reach for the Jets, but uh, I think you saw the explosiveness of the Vikings' offense kind of pull away. But Sam Darnold, um, rough game, really rough game. Seventeen of forty-two, two hundred and six yards, one interse- uh, one touchdown, three picks, awful. Um, but he did have six rushes for eighteen yards and a touchdown. So yeah, even, even then he bit, he, uh, he still hurts you if you played him. Um, Crowell Powell went down actually in that game. Crowell. 11 carries, only 29 yards. Um, the Jets are rough. I, it's, I mean, the Vikings are a good defense. So they can, they can be matchup dependent because the Jets, we have seen good things from the Jets. Um, but Jermaine Curse, with Quincy Anunwa Quincy out, people expected big things from Jermaine Curse, and he got um, he didn't do anything. no receptions. So it's tough to trust anyone from the Jets. Um do you have anything else to say, Mason, about the Jets? Um, I mean, if you started their tight end, Herndon, huh. congratulations, because you must have fucking threw a dart at a board of tight ends that you could pick up off your waiver wire. In your 20-man league. Yeah, and it's stuck. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, I think we're once again seeing Isaiah Crowell kind of regress back to what he what he's always been, which yeah. is like he'll have, he'll have like one game a year where he goes... 
fucking off and he gets like 30 points. And then he's just irrelevant for the rest of the year. Um, and we also saw, I think we had talked about it either in the last podcast or the podcast before, Sam Darnold struggles as a rookie, you know. It's kind of an ebb and flow thing with him, which we've seen throughout the season sometimes. Some games he looks really good, um, yeah. like the Jets did last week against the Colts. And then, like this game, he looked, nah, he looked bad. I mean, there's no other way of saying it. So, I mean, I think yeah. that he's going to continue to develop as well. But uh, moving on to Minnesota... I mean, Kirk guys. had a solid game. Who? Kirk Cousins got a solid game. Mm. Two hundred forty-one yards, two touchdowns, no picks. But here's mm. the thing, guys. Yes. Is Latavius Murray mm-hmm. a permanent starter now? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Until I mean, until Dalvin Cook comes back, is he like oh, a oh, cemented oh, oh. starter? For like him? in fantasy lineups? Yes. Um, I think he. I think he has to be. Yep. Um, it also depends on who you have because he's probably a late pickup, but but he's reliable, especially for the Cook owner, which is who I went up against. Last minute trade for Murray fucked me sideways. Um, Murray shown two weeks of this, so um, so it, it actually spells good news for Dalvin Cook because it shows that the run game is possible in Minnesota because we haven't really seen that lately. It this doesn't. Year. It doesn't show good news for Dalvin Cook in my opinion. Why? With Latavius Murray playing like this. And Dalvin Cook coming back, one, probably splits carries with Murray Especially once he returns. And two, Murray's just been running the ball better. In games that Dalvin Cook has played, he looked awful. He's he looked bad. like a shell he's of himself. Hampered, that's I mean, when, when you take the exact same. Uh, who did Minnesota play last week? They played um, played the Jets this week. Who did they play last week? I don't know why I can't think of it. But I know Latavius Murray had a good game yeah, he did. in that game as well. Um. Let me let me check that real quick. We'll have to see. I believe in, in Dalvin Cook being the starter when he's healthy, um, if he's healthy. They beat Arizona, okay. So I mean, Arizona is not uh, does not have a bad run defense. I mean, their defense is not as bad as it looks. They obviously they, ask Philip Lindsay. They look bad. Yards. They look bad because they put up. Uh, they're on the, the field all the time, so they're probably gassed. But. Yeah. Um, I mean, Latavius Murray has done it against two defenses that aren't, like, terrible. Like, the Jets' defense isn't awful. You know what I mean? They're, like, okay. I mean, they're, like, probably middle of the pack. So, yeah, I I believe in – I'm giving Cook owners hope. But, again, you don't know for sure. Um, but in the meantime, Murray is okay with me. I'm on edge from a uh, Dalvin Cook owner, unless I own Latavius Murray as well. Um, I want to say for, fair enough. for one thing. Here's my theory. Theory? Yeah. The theory zone. I believe the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Uh-oh. not only is he overrated, oh, he's also racist. What? <laughs> racist. Is this what you've been hiding this whole time? Yeah. You want to know why he's racist, Matt? Oh, I know why. Why? No, he, you don't know why. Because he likes Adam Thielen more than Stephon Diggs? No. So it's, here's the thing, right? <laughs> it's not only that he what likes him more than Stephon Diggs. He is prepping Adam Thielen to be the best wide receiver in the league this year. You know why? Because he throws fucking dime piece passes yeah. to Adam Thielen almost every single time he throws him the ball. That's kind of counterintuitive to your um, overrated comment. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When he throws to the other guys, especially <laughs> Stephon Diggs, oh, man. they are some of the worst passes I have ever seen in my whole life. Stephon Diggs in this game 
has eight receptions, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Only 33 yards because Kirk Cousins can't get him the ball downfield. I saw one drop that Stephon Diggs should have had. Other than that, horrible passes by Kirk Cousins. He was targeting Stephon Diggs on at least three or four slants last game, and they got tipped at the line of scrimmage. That's tough. I mean, he's that's good defense. racist. That's good defense. Kirk Cousins. You know what the K in Kirk stands for? KKK. <laughs> Clan. The Clan. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is racist. Oh, he has two Ks, actually. Kirk. Yeah. Hmm. Kirk Cousins is racist. Adam Thielen is, right now is the best wide receiver in the league because... He's breaking records. White now. guys be crazy, right, Susan? They be crazy. Fuck them. He's crazy. Fuck the Vikings. <laughs> Moving on. Whew. Yep. So that's all I have to say about that. We had a tough game to watch if you're a Cam Newton owner. Oh, my God. Panthers went to Philly to face the Eagles. Can we just say that all Carolina games are tough to watch? Yeah, yes. this is what me and Mason were trying to say before. Like, we hate watching the like, Panthers' offense because this happens. It's horrible. A lot. Actually. It's horrible. Somehow they they still manage to put up like thirty points. Like they can put up thirty points in a game, but they do it in the most <laughs> fucking like grinded out like toughest way. The toughest way pot. Like every yard they have to fight for tooth <laughs> and nail. It's it's not like Cam Newton can just like. Throw the ball, and like someone catches it, and they like break a tackle, and they get like a nice forty-yard gain. They have to like Cam Newton has to like goes down like third down. Cam Newton has to scramble out of the pocket, fucking throw a pass. It's like tipped in the air, and fucking guy catches it. It's like, dude, or penalties. Yeah, like I mean, can we can we just like please? It's bad. It's bad. In this game, they're on the road against the Eagles. Eagles pretty much controlled the whole game until the fourth quarter. And the Panthers had no business winning this game, but the Eagles let them hang in it. Um, Cam Newton comes down, leads a go-ahead drive. Touchdown to Devin Funches, who goes 6 for 62 and a touchdown. Touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Devin Funches is starting to become the player that we wanted to see him be. Mm. That high-end flex, possible wide receiver too. Um, Cam Newton rushes the ball seven times, 49 yards. Doesn't get a rushing touchdown, surprisingly. You know who does get the rushing touchdown? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Not Christian McCaffrey, Not Christian McCaffrey. Not C.J. Anderson. And not Cam. And not Cam, but... What do we think about McCaffrey? Because he's not living up to my uh, bold MVP take. I mean, he was looking pretty good to start. Christian McCaffrey is the Julio Jones of running backs. Yeah. The yards aren't always there, too, which is kind of disappointing. But, I mean... He rushes for 29 yards. He only has seven rushes. has 29 yards. Catches six balls for 51 yards. I mean, this is his worst week in weeks. He still got double digits. And he still got double. That's the thing. The Panthers couldn't really run. Where you drafted Christian McCaffrey, you're expecting a a high-end RB2. He's been more than that this year. He's been, been, you know, bottom of the line. Not bottom of the line, but he's been RB1. Uh, just with the yards total, and he's not even scoring touchdowns. That's the thing. And I, I, I mean, can you expect anything less? Once it's goal line time, once they're in the red zone, it's Cam Newton. It's gonna rush it in, or they're gonna give it to somebody else. They're gonna give it to C.J. Anderson, or even a fucking Curtis Samuel. If you're lucky, it would be a passing touchdown to McCaffrey, which that's we've it. seen already. That's it, and that's his only touchdown on the year. Yeah. A receiving touchdown, just like last year, we saw this too. That's, that's the thing. From the Eagles, Billy. 
Carson Wentz, 30 of 37, not a bad day, 310 yards, two intercept. I'm sorry, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Good game. Zach Ertz is yeah. uh, Carson Wentz's brawl. That's his homie. That's his ride or die. He's he, finishing as a tight end one, yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because there's no other tight end in the league who gets as much volume as Ertz, who does as much with his opportunities as Ertz, and it's just it's it's uncomparable. Yeah. Um, as long as Zach Ertz stays healthy, he's going to be finished tight end one at the end of the year. Nine receptions, 138 yards. Damn. Uh, doesn't get in the end zone. Alshon Jeffrey, though, seven receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Back-to-back good weeks from Alshon Jeffrey. You'll like to see it. If you drafted Alshon Jeffrey and you held out on him, knowing he was going to come back, good for you, Mason. Yeah, good job, Mason. He's been solid. Yeah, I mean, solid. thankfully he's uh, kind of made up for what Keenan Allen hasn't done. Um, you know, uh, Keenan Allen's been giving me, I guess, like wide receiver two like flex numbers. But since he's come back, Alshon Jeffrey's been, been very good. Um, Last mm. week, we uh, we said the running backs situation for Philly, the running back we want to own is Corey Clement. Do we want to change our minds and say that Wendell Smallwood is the running back you want to own? Do you not just want to own any of these running backs? Uh, I don't want to change my mind yet, but uh, I don't really want to start him either. Smallwood outrushes uh, Corey Clement by one rush, does a way better job on the ground, 32 yards. Clement only rushes for six yards on eight attempts. And then Smallwood catches two balls for five yards. Clement catches two for 16. I don't know. I don't like either of it. it. You know, it's just. No. It's bad. It's bad. Panthers over the Eagles. Good win for Carolina on the road. Very good. All fourth quarter points. Yep. Who we got next? Another next overtime game for the Browns. Oh. Holy shit. Is the. Browns traveling to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Yep. Um, man, the Browns have a curse that just, like, it's trying so hard to keep its grasp on the Browns, you know, trying to get them to tie, making them lose these close games, and it's working. Um, we went into overtime with only a minute 50 left, and they didn't tie, but they did lose. Let's look at... Tampa Bay, see how they did. Because Jameis Winston's back, baby. But he didn't throw a touchdown. Instead, he rushed a touchdown with 55 yards. So Jameis ended up having a pretty good day. 365 passing yards, two picks. That'll happen if you throw the ball 52 times. Uh, but he was on. He ran the ball 10 times, 55 yards, and a touchdown. We, at least I, was expecting to see uh, a change of the guard with running backs. Seeing yeah. Ronald Jones maybe take over, nope. and which looked like it might have happened um, after the bye, but he Peyton Barber had more carries, more yards. Um, Jones ended up getting the touchdown, but you can't trust it. Can't trust it. What you can trust is uh, I can trust Mike Evans, Susan, even though you were worried about him. I was worried. I can trust him because the thing is, unlike Fitzmagic, uh, Jameis Winston knows that Mike Evans is going to be his bread and butter. Um, highest target share of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leads the league in. Uh, I'm sorry, leads the team in receptions and yards uh, this week against the Browns. Not worried about Mike Evans. He's too talented, too good. Jameis Winston knows what he has. Um, when he finds the end zone, look out because he's going to be dangerous. What I am worried about is Deshaun Jackson. 
Yeah, you went up against them, right? I did. And the thing was, like, you look at his stats, right, from the numbers here in the receiving game, two receptions, 25 yards. That's not bad. Oh, wait a minute. He gets two rushes for eight yards and finds the end zone. Finds the end zone on a rush. On a rush. Did you say two for 25 is not bad? No, yeah, like if you're going against him. Cause I, yeah, I oh, going if you're going against him, him I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> on a rush. On a rush. Again, you got to throw So we got up. two wide receivers this week against me who, you know, the position is wide receiver. They're supposed to catch the football and <laughs> score touchdowns. You have one throwing the football, and then you have one running the football, both resulting in a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's where fantasy, you can't always predict it. Nope. Absolutely not. Fuck this game. Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, Nick Chubb. Is now the starter. Welcome, Nick Chubb. Nick yeah. Chubb, Nick giving Chubb. me a Chubb. 18 rushes, 80 yards, and a TD from Nick Chubb. Big um, Duke Johnson obviously is going to be there in the receiving game. Um, the re- receiving back. Chubb should get the same workload Carlos Hyde did, if not more, because Ch- Nick Chubb was taking a few carries from Carlos Hyde early yeah. in the season. Um, this is the guy Hugh Jackson believes in, which is why you saw the Carlos Hyde trade. He is now on Jacksonville, which we will talk about. Um, Baker Mayfield, 23 of 34, 215 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is good for Baker. Also rushes four times, 43 yards. Uh, ends up getting you 20 fantasy points. That's good. That's good. Landry back. He, uh, he was, he was in the slumps. Yep. Lately, but he got 10 receptions. That's what we want to see. 97 yards. That's what we want to see. And a touchdown. That's what we want to see. And David Njoku, joke's on you. Yeah. Four receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. David Njoku finally being the tight end that we expected him to be. Oh, yeah. Um, good things are going to happen for this Browns offense once they get a click in with Baker Mayfield. But in a game that both teams felt like they wanted to just give away and lose, the Buccaneers end up victorious um, mercifully after an overtime 59 win. 59-yard field goal for yep. Canzo. Well, that guy could have won it in regulation, but he wanted to make it interesting. That's right. Bucks over the Browns. Uh, sorry. You're not sorry. I'm trying to work on a school project at oh. the same time. Oh, oh, I, I thought this was a fancy football podcast. No, nah, it's a capstone study podcast. I didn't know this was dinner slash fucking protein bar time slash school work time. It's also slash blow your nose time. Don't forget that. Blow your nose time. I've been trying. Next game, the Texans traveled to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Let's save Jacksonville for last just so we can really lay it in on them. Yeah. Deshaun Watson going up against a is this Jacksonville's defense supposed to be tough? Yeah. Oh, because they haven't played tough. No. In the past three weeks. Uh, Watson only completed 50% of his passes, only 139 yards, only one touchdown. Not a good game. No. But. But. NFL doesn't care. But. Because he won. But the one thing in this offense remains constant. DeAndre Hopkins is still Fucking nasty. Yeah, he is. Even in a game nasty. where Deshaun Watson throws for under 150 yards, DeAndre Hopkins shows that he is the man. Yeah. Grabbing only three balls, but in style with a beautiful catch over Jalen Ramsey. 50 yards and a TD. Will Fuller back to a little bit of a form. Cootie, who's taken over Fuller. Cootie. I think he ended up getting hurt. He did. And Fuller... Stepped up, had the most receptions, most yards, 68 yards. Yep, you like to see it from Wolf Fuller. 
Uh, Wolfo is a guy maybe you can you you want to give a chance to you know especially with bye week. So when he doesn't produce, kind of sucks. But when he does, um, you know you like to see it and you gives you confidence in putting him in your lineup in the weeks to come. Let's get a slow clap starting for Lamar Miller. Finally got the hundred yards he's been looking for for a while. 22 carries against the Jags. Even got a touchdown. This is a time to sell Lamar Miller. Fuck Lamar Miller. <laughs> because well, Susan just dumps all that praise on him and goes, this is the time to sell. <laughs> Lamar Miller, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is as good as it gets. Yeah, this is the peak. This is it. Susan's right, sell. First of all, 22 rushes? Wow. You don't see that? Is that, a, is that a typo? No, Glenn. 22 rushes. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I think Lamar Miller actually sang that. 100 before. yards <laughs> and a touchdown for Lamar Miller. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way to go but down. That's the thing. That's why Susan wants you to sell high on Lamar Miller. Because there's nowhere to fucking go but down with this guy. Rest in peace. Lamar Miller, you motherfucker. Jacksonville. Here we go. What the fuck is happening? What is actually happening with the Jacksonville Uh, I think... Not only... Hold on. Not only from a fantasy standpoint, but just from a fucking football standpoint. What is going on? Blake Bortles has turned back into a pumpkin. What? A pumpkin? He... He gets benched! The clipboard Jesus! We've seen this before. I mean, Bortles, the Jags offense, is an enigma. I really think clipboard Jesus. I think machinations of my mind are an enigma. Came in Mm -hmm. for Blake Bortles, who was playing football in the AFC Championship last year. Trash. This could light a fire under Bortles' ass. I hope it does. (laughs) I fucking hope. Some, Some... they got, there has to be a fire that has to be lit under everybody's ass in this team. I think it's the run game because you can't rely on Bortles. And if Yeldon and Fournette especially can't, won't be there to, to get you production, then you got to rely on Bortles who you can't rely on. And it's just downhill from there. TJ Yeldon has been anything but spectacular since filling in for the injured Fournette. Again, running game is not a strong suit, yeah. but he does it in the receiving game. Five receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the thing is, when you're drafting LeGarrette Blunt, I'm, I'm sorry, Legar- <laughs> Leonard Fournette. When you're drafting Leonard Fournette, you're expecting him to be an RB1, your first rounder. Yeah. Thing is, he hasn't been playing. And so he hasn't even been on the field. He's been on the field. But, I mean, he hasn't been doing shit. And then he's been out for the past three weeks. TJ Yeldon said, you know what, guys? I'm good, too. <laughs> I'm good, too. You can trust me in your fantasy lineups. And damn it, TJ Yeldon, I trust you. I agree. Yeah. I trust, I trust you. The wide receivers, however. I don't trust. No trust whatsoever. Dante Moncrief is the leading receiver for the Jags. 7 for 76. Uh, the only touchdown was scored by TJ Yeldon. Texans over the Jaguars on oh. the road. Jaguars losing three straight, four straight. Uh, it's not good. It's, four uh, straight. Four straight because they've lost uh, since they beat the Patriots. Four straight. They haven't won a game. Four straight. It'll be five, wouldn't it? 
They they were three and three last week. Think they they've lost. I know they've lost at least three straight because they lost to the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Texans. I think they lost the week before the Chiefs. Yeah, too. they lost the Titans. That's right. They lost 9-6. They lost 9 Oh, oh Let's God. move on, please. All right. Honestly. Next up, Saints traveled to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Oh. Let me... The thing about this game is... It, this game taught me in life that nothing is ever a sure thing. Yeah. Nothing is ever a sure thing. Especially extra <laughs> points. The Baltimore Ravens had a chance to tie this game at the end of regulation, after scoring a touchdown to put it within 24-23, you have arguably the best kicker in the league in Justin Tucker about to tie the game for you for an extra point. Justin Tucker has never missed an extra really? point. Yeah, it's something in like his 243 career. consecutive extra in points. In his career. And what does he do, Susan? He missed the extra point. He missed... The extra point, the Saints win on the road. Drew Brees has officially beaten every NFL team in the NFL. That's good. Pretty good. That's great. That's pretty good. That's great. And we're going to talk about Drew Brees. He goes 22 of 30, uh, completion machine. Only 212 yards against a tough Ravens defense. Throws for two touchdowns, one of them being to Michael Thomas. Welcome back, buddy. He's good. We missed you. Seven receptions, 69 yards, eight, and one <laughs> touchdown. Benjamin Watson, six receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. You want me to tell you something? You know who wasn't good no. on Sunday for the Saints? No. Mark Ingram. Mm. Yeah, what, what, do we, what do we think about this situation Mark here? Ingram. Mm. I think it more had to do with the uh, defense that they played. Yep. Ravens have a very stout run defense, and Mark Ingram is your, your typical ground and pound back. Um, but he's good at it, obviously. He's a good running back. Um, but... I think the reason why Alvin Kamara still had a successful day is because he can do both. He got a touchdown. He's flexible. The thing is, Ingram can do both, too. He can catch the ball and run. But he's nowhere near as explosive as Kamara is. That's that's the thing. Alvin Kamara is so much more explosive, which is why he's more valuable in your fantasy lineups, which is why Alvin Kamara is the fucking man. I said it from the beginning, I think Alvin Kamara is the most elusive back in the NFL. I'd agree with that. But what, Um, what do we think here, though? I think Alvin Kamara is still Alvin Kamara. I think Mark Ingram will still be Mark Ingram. I think it's a bad game on the road uh, for Mark Ingram. I think, like I said, this Saints offense is too good for these not for these guys to not get theirs. The fact that Kamara and um, Mark Ingram both split time. The thing is, like we just said, it they can both do. They can both catch passes. They can both run the football. Yeah, they had the same volume and production in the receiving game. And, and that's the thing. But Kamara got more carries, which last year wasn't really the case. Nope. Uh, but and last week, too. This game showed that Kamara did more with those carries. I mean, you look at he gets five more carries than Mark Ingram, but he rushes for double his amount of yards. Yeah. And he gets a touchdown. He got the goal line carry. He did. And, and that's the thing. It's like... It, with the Saints offense, they don't know. Like, you don't know who's going to be out there. They can trick you with the run action. They can trick you with play action. They can throw it to Kamara, throw it to Ingram. You don't know. And the thing is, this motherfucker, Taysom Hill, is throwing uh, a wrench and everything. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I don't Plays that should be throws by Drew Brees, runs by Alvin Kamara, 
runs by Mark Ingram are being taken away from these bullshit ninny nanny plays by Taysom Hill. I don't understand what? why he is such an integral part of that offense. These guys time. acted like they drafted fucking Lamar Jackson. They're, they're literally treating Taysom Hill like he's Lamar Jackson. I mean, in his defense, Taysom Hill has played well in this role that he's been given. But, dude. Better but, than Mark Ingram. But week. the thing is, like, the Saints offense wasn't broken. If it ain't broke, why, why are you trying to fix it with Taysom Hill? Out I there? guess so. I guess, to, you know, the, and the thing is, like, he's not throwing the ball. He's literally running the football. It'd be different if it, he gave that other option, you know, like to say, oh, this guy might run the ball against you in the Wildcat. He might throw it against you. He's running the football. He's essentially the he's, white he's a, yeah, a third Lamar Jackson. But yeah. it's working, though. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's annoying for <laughs> Drew Brees owners, Alvin Kamara owners, and Mark Ingram owners. Question, though. Definitely. Are you as excited to have Kamara now that Ingram's back as opposed to before Ingram's back? Honestly. Because I'm not. I think it's. I, gonna, I think it's still going to be all right. I think it's going to depend on the team that they play, like the defense that they go against. Um, I mean, obviously, we know that the Ravens have a very good run. They have a very stout run defense. Um, yeah, one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, it's not the best. But I, I mean, it, it depends. Like we said, uh, and also, we know that the Saints are going to want to kind of conserve Alvin Kamara. You know, take take a little bit of work off. The of him. thing is, and as much as we hate to say it. Or you know, much as we try to talk about it, is we we I know you like to believe Souza that Alvin Kamara's success rate is unsustainable from last year and mm-hmm. even early this season. And and that's the thing, like, but the thing is, he makes it not like it, he makes it sustainable. Well, and, and the only reason I'm concerned is because we haven't seen it since Ingram's come back. And but the thing is, I don't think anybody expected Kamara to be that good with Ingram gone. Two thirty-eight point weeks he had without yeah. Mark Ingram there. I don't think we were expecting that from Alvin Kamara. You drafted Alvin Kamara well, in the late first round. You know what he's going to do, but thirty-eight point weeks. And the thing is, he's still getting it done with Ingram there. Last week he had the, was the one outlier the whole season. Other than that, Kamara's been solid. Alvin Kamara, even with Mark Ingram there, is still going to finish a top five running back. Top five. Top five running back. That's bold. I mean, it's just we'll he's, he's too talented. He does too much with the opportunities he's given. I mean, this guy's good. And there's a reason why, you know, he does what he does. And I like Mark Ingram too, but the thing is, Kamara's just above and beyond. Uh, Ravens, quick. Quickly. Oh, yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, guys, John Brown is good. He had like a kind of quiet past two weeks. But, until um, he faced me? Yeah, until he faced you. I have him too in Craig's League, so. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I like, here's the thing about the Ravens wide receivers. I think John Brown is probably the most consistent wide receiver on that team. He's a man. Um, He's the most talented wide receiver on that team. Yeah, and then I think it probably goes, goes Crabtree. But, like, they're an offense that like to, they like to spread the ball out between their receivers. So... I mean, it's hard to say whether or not, like, if you're if you're looking for consistent, like, I think John Brown is like the perfect wide receiver too. You know what I mean? Feed me John Brown. Like, <laughs> yeah, John Brown is a perfect wide receiver too. Like, you'll have weeks where they don't really throw him the ball much, and then you'll have weeks like this past week where he puts up twenty. What? What did he even finish with? Like twenty three points or something like that? Twenty three. Yeah, twenty two point nine. I mean, in half point PPR. In half point PPR. But still, I mean, 
I think he's probably the most consistent player on this offense. I mean, you look at the... Oh, you, no. You look at the running backs. I mean, you can't really trust anybody there. I feel comfortable starting John Brown every week, uh, as opposed to a guy like Crabtree, Willie Sneed, who I would worry about if I had him in my lineup starting. You I agree. said you wanted to add him last week. Who? Willie Sneed. Well, yeah, I'd add him, but I mean... You know, like he like he gets catches and stuff, but it's just, what is he, you know, as far as starting him, like you don't feel comfortable starting him. I don't feel comfortable no. starting Crabtree either. Crabtree's been, been okay as a flex. He's ranked 30, averaging like 9, 10 points. As a flex, wide receiver 3. I'm I mean, saying that's John, what, that's what John Brown do. is the guy to have on this team. Of course. Um, let's talk about quickly... Um, the Ravens rush eight what different guys. Hell? I think they have more rushing guys eight than receiving guys. different guys. Alex Collins gets the bulk of a course of it. Only 11 rushes with 33, 38 yards, no touchdowns. Ugh. It stinks because Alex Collins is, he's, has potential to be such a good player, but I don't know. I mean, if you have him, you're going to start him as either a flex or an RB2. Yeah, you can but get the thing is, you just don't know. That's why it's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Saints in a squeak by the Ravens. 24-23. All right. We're going to rapid fire quick. Next game, Rams 49ers. Rams. Rams. All Rams. All Rams. Same thing has been happening oh. that, that you expect to happen. Same old song and dance. Minus Cooper Cup because he didn't play. But it's Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Boom. Malcolm right. Brown, better day than Gurley on the ground. 49ers. <laughs> Yeah, George Kittle's good. What the hell happened there? You're gonna get hurt, eh? No, they were, they were literally smoking the 49ers so bad. So that could. Took their starters. Gurley, like Gurley, through the fourth well, round. no, but Gurley was taking drives off. Like he wouldn't go out there for a whole drive, and Malcolm Brown was running all over them. He still got three fucking touchdowns. San Francisco sucks. Sucky performance after a game last week that they should have won against Green Bay. Alfred Clever. Morris, Matt Breida, Matt Breida gets hurt again. I, I, <laughs> It's just it's the same thing. The yeah, only constant, the only consistent part about this offense is George Kittle, five receptions, ninety-eight yards, and a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin, after having a huge week against the Green Bay Packers, only catches two balls for twenty-four yards. <laughs> it's got to be it, he has to go as C.J. Beathard goes. Quick, Beathard only with fifteen completions. Rank game. What rank is George Kittle? George Kittle is number two. Four. Oh, okay. He's yeah. not that good. Whoa. No, he's. Pretty good for a tight end. Well, I thought he was two, so I thought he was better than he. Kelsey's two, man. Yeah. Wait, then who's three? Three is. Uh, uh that's my right. Because five is Trey Burton, four like, is Kittle. It's not Gronk, is it? Can't be. No way. The more you know. Uh. Oh, Ebron. Oh, oh my oh, God, yes. dude. Ebron, moving on. Rams roll over the 49ers. Cowboys, Redskins. This was a heartbreaker. Um, heartbreaker if you're yeah. Ezekiel Elliott owner as well. He has his worst game of the year. 15 rushes for only 33 yards. That's less than, well, it's a little over two yards a carry. Gross. That's uh, Michael Gallup catches a deep touchdown from Dak. Three receptions, 81 yards, a touchdown. Cole Beasley, back-to-back, uh, not bad weeks. I mean, last week he had a good week. This week wasn't too bad. Seven receptions for 56 yards and PPR scoring. That is pretty good. You could say he's the bee's knees. Um, Beasley... <laughs> I think is the leader of this Cowboys receiving core. Um, he has what it takes to you know make big catches, big plays. From a fantasy standpoint, you got to be cautious though. Or is he, Amari Cooper? Dun, 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 dun. Cowboy. I was going to get to that, but the Cowboys trade for Amari Cooper after this game. Hopefully, can spark something in this passing game. Uh, Prescott can you know get a connection with him. Do you think it'll happen? Um, Better than he was in Oakland. I don't know. See, the thing is, like, 
you had someone, in my opinion, who's better than Cooper and Des Bryant, and Des wasn't doing that good with Dak. And then now you bring in Amari Cooper. It just I, I don't know. You have to it's something to, you have to wait and see. Cowboys on a buy next week, so you got to wait two weeks for Amari Cooper. Amari's on a buy for two weeks now. Yep. So that sucks for Amari Cooper owners. Um, Zeke Elliott will have better days, I guarantee it. Washington, Ooh. Alex Smith is subpar. At yep. best. Capri Bibbs filling in for Chris Thompson is a leading receiver. Four receptions, 43 yards. Gets a touchdown on a nice screenplay. Runs the ball twice for 13 yards. But a bigger story, Adrian Peterson, 24 rushes. Just a yard short of 100 yards. He fails to find the end zone. Back-to-back weeks, Adrian Peterson has ran for almost 100 yards. He had 97 yards last week, 99 yards this week. Chris Thompson should return soon, but honestly, the workload is there for Adrian Peterson. If they keep giving him over 20 carries a game, Adrian Peterson is having his best yards per carry year since 2015. Yeah, it's it's which he lead, led the league in rushing that year. You gotta look at the matchups. I mean, because we've seen AP disappear when the Redskins are being fucked. Um, they weren't made just to stay in this game and feed AP. And when they do, it's good. It's good. It's good. Cowboys defense, uh, tough defense to play too for AP, so I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Redskins over the Cowboys with a late, list, uh, late missed field goal from Bill Maher. Damn. 20-17 to 17 the final score. Next game, Sunday night. Let's have Mason talk about the Bengals. Um, so... Give me the Chiefs! Here's the thing, guys. You want the Chiefs right now? Make it quick. You remember when I said that the Bengals were a fake team? No. The Bengals were a fake team. You said that? I definitely said that. Oh, shit. Dude, Miss Driscoll was in this game. Four for four, 39 yards. What? Um, I don't know. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Driscoll with 100% completion percentage. Yeah, what happened there? Um, this game, bad sample size for the Cincinnati Bengals because they just got... Once again, I'm going to use this term again twice. Molly Wop against the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> in Arrowhead. It's not fair. The only good out of this game was A.J. Green. Seven receptions, 117 yards. He continues to be Dalton's favorite target, and he's the man. Tyler Boyd uh, didn't do much this game. Only three receptions, 27 yards. Kansas City, well, holy shit. What can we say? Pat- Kansas City's kind of the same same thing as, 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 the, Rams. as the Rams. Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Hunt. Hunt. Kelsey. Hill. I mean... Even Watkins gets even 74 Watkins. yards. Um, there is a Watkins. And, and, and that's the thing. Kareem Hunt had a day. Two Again. receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 86 yards, over 100 total yards. Um, remember when we were worried about Kareem Hunt? We were worried. I was worried. Uh, no. Yeah, I think we were wrong. Kareem Hunt, as long as this offense continues to go, he is going to be fine. And then finally, on Monday Night Football, the Giants... Travel to the Falcons and come up short, bringing their record to one and six. It's pitiful. Pitiful. Awful. Good news about the Giants, though, is Odell Beckham Jr. had himself a game. Did. Eight receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown. Sterling Shepard, five receptions, 167 yards. Where did that come from? And then Saquon Barkley will do what Saquon Barkley does 14 rushes only in the game script, 43 yards, a touchdown. Catches nine balls for 51 yards. The amount of um, catches this man makes. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely Barkley, Beckham, and now Shepard emerging. Disappointing a bit, 
is Evan Ingram in his first game back. Yeah. Only two receptions for 16 yards. A guy that you drafted as a tight end who you could think rely on, you can't do it through seven weeks so far. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, the Giants, they'll go as Eli goes. Yep, which is usually down. No, not good. Not Through seven weeks, it hasn't been good. But you're glad that Saquon Barkley can still manage yeah. what he's been doing. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. 31 to 39, 379 yards, only one touchdown. That was the blemish on his day. Damn. Only gets in the end zone once to not Julio Jones. No, of course not. But fucking Brendan Hall. I don't know this guy's first name. <laughs> it's three receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown for Brendan Hall. Austin Hooper catches three balls for 48 yards, and Julio Jones does what Julio Jones gets receptions, gets and no yards. touchdowns. Doesn't find the Not end zone. Not a TD guy. Doesn't find the end zone. Tevin Coleman, back-to-back weeks with a touchdown. 11 rushes, 50 yards. He had a nice 30-yard touchdown at the end of the game that kind of sealed the deal yeah. for the Falcons. You'd hope to see more, though, especially with Freeman out and them with the lead in a close game. You'd hope he'd get more than 11 carries, but you got a lucky touchdown and take that away. It was 11 for 20 before that one play. Giants played good defense, especially on the ground game. They kind of bottled up Coleman and Smith for the most part until Coleman broke that big run. Yeah, Edo Smith, game. only seven rushes, 16 yards. That's bad. And uh, not what you want to see for you know somebody who taking over Devonta Freeman's role is what you would think. Yeah. Um, so that's a recap. We're going to do Stellar Stars of the Week quick because the World Series is about to come on. Change the fucking channel. What are we doing? Let's, let's, we got nine minutes. Change the channel. All right, fine. Sheesh, man. I'll change the fucking channel. Do you start your stars. My. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Stellar Stars of the Week brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man started. My Stellar Star of the Week this week is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Big Stones. Mahomes, 358 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, this kid cannot be touched. Matchup-proof through the first seven weeks of the NFL season. He has been the best quarterback, fantasy-wise, in the league, leading the Chiefs to a 6-1 and record. Pat Mahomes has all the tools to keep it going for a whole year. He's good. He's good. Susan? Uh, I'm going to stick with the quarterbacks as well. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky, number 10 for the Chicago Bears. Okay. Had an amazing game against a tough Patriots team in Chicago. Gave them a run for their money. He was he threw for 333 yards, had two picks, um, but he rushed for 81 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And did you see that rushing touchdown? I did. He ran as far back as to the 30-yard line and then just walked in because yeah. the Pats had their pants down. Ugly defense is what that was. But he's been doing this lately. He had... He was had a great game against Miami at 27 points. Insane game against Tampa Bay with the six touchdowns, 43 points. Only owned in 51% of leagues. He's a top 10 quarterback right pick now. Up. Number nine. You got to pick him up. Pick him up. Um, if you're having quarterback issues, I say start him. Start him. Start him. Mason. All right. I am not sticking with quarterbacks. Yay. I'm going with James White. Hey. James, James White. Uh, I mean, like I we, we talked a lot about him in uh, – in our recap of the Patriots game. But, I mean, like I said, very promising the fact that uh, he's the de facto number one back now. 
uh, especially with Sony Michelle hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had eight receptions, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. And then, like I said, rushing, he had 11 rushes for 40 yards, which is pretty decent as well. So, I mean, going forward, I expect big things from him. And I think that he is really one of the most important parts of the, important parts of this offense now because we've seen the Patriots can still put up points without Gronk. I think as long as Brady has his safety valve in Edelman and his other safety valve in James White, that's how the offense is going to go. So, I Playmakers. Mean, exactly. Playmaker, make a play. Playmaker, make a play. Flavor, flave. So, Excuse me? I don't play know. Playmaker, make a play. Flavor, flave. I don't know. But Love. James White... He's white. He's good. He's good. He's He's very good. Those were our stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Reddit to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man started. And right now... We're going to watch the Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox about to finish the job that they started. World Series Game 1. Kershaw sale. Let's fucking go. Mason? Bye-bye. Guys. Bye. Let's get the fuck out of here.